Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Just the West podcast. I'm your host, Just the West, and yes, I did watch the Super Bowl. I'm also with my co-host, Kamo. Kamo, are you there? I'm here. I'm uh, live from Pacific Northwest, Seattle, Washington. Still feeling, still feeling the burn from a week and a half ago, but happy to be here, Just the West. Thanks for having me. Of course, and uh, to all my loyal listeners, I, I do apologize for not having a a pod right away from Super Bowl um, LIV happened on February second, and um, yeah, today is uh, it's been like almost two weeks since since the day. Um, right now, I'm recording this on February thirteenth, so it's nearly been fourteen days, approximately two weeks since the Super Bowl, and um, yeah, I uh, I'm. Not gonna lie, I was uh, feeling some sort of way. Uh, tee up, I asked him if he would want to do a pod, and he said no. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Kamo, you were uh, you were Plan B. <laughs> uh, well, I appreciate it. You know, uh, you know, being being one of the uh, the OGs. You know, I, uh, you know, it's fine. I can, I can, I can. I don't. It's okay being Plan B. You know, I've been a. It's one of those things, you know, key up, you know, he, he takes things a little personally sometimes, so it's, it's all good. <clears throat> he was not ready for this, and, um, you know, for, for those that did check out the Super Bowl pod, when which me and T-Up predicted the scores, um, mm-hmm. you know, the scores might have been different, but the outcome was the same. Both of us felt very compelled that the Niners were going to win this Super Bowl and uh, accomplish their quest for six with Kyle Shanahan winning the Super Bowl title in his third year as head coach for the 49ers. Obviously, that didn't happen. Uh, they were up 20-10, to 10, and they ended up losing in the fourth quarter, uh, in which they got outscored 21-0 to zero in the fourth quarter, and they lost 31-20. to 20. Yeah. And uh, came out to make matters worse, we actually had a uh, Just the West Super Bowl squares, and... <laughs> Yep. This one gal uh, by the name of AC for the initials, her name's Arlene Chang. So because the second and third quarter had the same numerals, which was 0-0, zero, zero, um, yep. she had that those squares and won that. <laughs> and she also had 1-0 and zero for the uh, fourth quarter. And so she won that as well. So I, I kid you not, guys, uh, she spent 20 bucks, 10 bucks per square. She spent 20 bucks. And she won eight hundred dollars. Oh my! You know what? Um, I, I'm just when I saw that, I was just thinking, you know, maybe, maybe she's like, you know, is a, is like a does like a gambling sort of thing on the weekends. Knows a lot about sports. Um, is, 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 that, is that a fair assessment, Justin West, or is she just pretty much pretty damn lucky? You know what? Um... You know, squares is not really a, a thing of skill, but you even go for luck. Uh, actually, I, I forgot to tell you, Kamo. She won last year too. She didn't win eight hundred, but she won a quarter. She won like two hundred bucks last year too. So in in two years, she I think she spent like forty bucks and she won like a thousand dollars. That's you know what I, I I like to think that you know it's I do like squares. It's the ultimate. It's the fairest kind of sort of game out there in terms of betting um so you know what congrats to her i hope i hope she continues her streak um you know i i, I will say from the one time that i won a quarter it was the, a couple of years ago do you remember when the uh 
course, you remember when the, the Patriots uh, were down to the, uh, the Falcons by, what, 24 points? And I had some numbers like 9 and 2 or something. And uh, lo and behold, uh, Gaskowski misses a point after, and I win the quarter. <laughs> yeah. Football uh, can do that to you. And um, yeah. I, I think that that's why it took me so long to do this podcast and uh, to put yeah. myself out there. But I, I think that it's, you know, it's right to kind of complete the season and kind of make me feel whole as we go yeah. into it. Because like I said, you know, it's officially going to be two weeks, two weeks since the Super Bowl. And, yeah. um, you, you know, Kamal, I mean, uh, do you know how I got into doing Just the West? Not only as a blog, but as a podcast. Just the whole idea of Just the West. I, I mean, I, I do since I, I was there from the beginning. But if you'd like to recap, uh, it's been a minute. Um, I mean, you're, you know, I remember back in the day when Just the West, the idea was just was just that. It was just an idea of your to even start as a blog. And then it kind of blossomed from there. Yeah, no, it was, um, it's, it's just crazy because, like, it was um, no. It, just the West was stemmed from the Super Bowl. Uh, Super Bowl in 2013, t- to be quite exact. It was um, it was the Niners and the Ravens, and they were in the Super Bowl. Yep. So it's been six years since that happened. And um, you know, for for those that do know me, I'm an avid Niners fan, an avid football fan for that matter. But you know, when the Niners and you know they've they've had some really bad bad seasons of football even until recently but you know uh during my lifetime during my my present time because the 90s was a time that you know i was a kid i couldn't really relish in the moments of steve young and joe montana but for 2013 that was a very special season for me in which you know i read all the coverage all the highlights uh and anything that i can muster in regards to to niners coverage I was there. I read all the stats, and I was so enamored with, you know, just football and Niners football as a whole. And it took it took a lot of my time, uh, a little, little bit too much than anything. But when the Niners lost to the Ravens, I was at a loss for words, and you know, it, it kind of made me realize just how much I, I really care for the sport and, and care for the team. And for those. Well, no one really knew, but I, I was talking to a girl at the time, too, and she texted me, like, are you okay? You know, everything's going to be fine, but I, I texted her back, like, no, I I need a moment. Like, this this took a lot out of me. This really took a lot out of me because I devoted so much time and effort and knowledge into getting to all the players and just all the matchups, pro, pro football focus, Twitter, everything, um, that I really did need a moment, and from that, even through that loss, as much as I wanted the Niners to win, it made me realize that, you know, this isn't just a hobby for myself, but it's something more of a passion, uh, something that I really do enjoy. Whether the team wins or loses, it's something that I will always, you know, uh, appreciate through those moments. And so, you know, through you, through my other colleague, Alex Escobar, um, my fraternity brother Adam saying, you know, started the blog. Uh, my roommate Cal- at the time, Calvin Wong, helping me with the logo. We got the website up and running. 
I thought of the name, you know, Just the West, because, you know, I didn't want to do just a Niners vlog, because I thought that would be pretty Homer, and there's plenty of Niners Homer's vlogs, you know. I thought it would be a good challenge for myself to be a little bit more unbiased to try to cover four teams. Not the whole damn league, because that's a lot of teams, but mm-hmm. let's try a division at a time. Let's do the NFC West, and so I just wanted to cover the NFC West, and that's where Just the West was born. And so I spent several years doing the blog and, you know, trial and error with that, and we still have it. Uh, but then through you, Camo, it was where we got the podcast idea, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you fast forward to that, uh, Kamo, I just want to let you know that this is episode 123. This is 123. Crazy. This is the 123rd episode that we've done together. So, I mean, you haven't been on every pod because, you know, you're busy too. We're all busy. Uh, That's why we had a couple of other guests uh, on the pod as well. But, you know, thank you for that. I think that through blogging, blogging actually was really good for me in terms of like, what I do for making myself like a better person because I haven't, I have like a couple of editors that help me with my writing. And so over the years, like it went from like a bunch of scribble and X marks, like, like a teacher to very, very few grammatical errors. And so I've gotten better on that. And, and even through the podcast, like through the first pod that I've done to episode one, two, three, Less ums, less uhs, and I'm more comfortable with my voice. And, you know, I, I, I do real estate, so it's good for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely remember, you know, having a discussion about, you know, doing a, doing a podcast, because this is probably back in, what, 2015, right? 16? Some shit like that. I don't know. Something like that. Right, right when, I remember because Serial, remember that podcast? was out and like was like crazy popular and that was like the beginning sort of of how crazy podcasts have come to 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 be even to today and i remember thinking like this is a good medium for you to kind of you know broadcast to a wider audience get involved something that's kind of cutting edge relatively inexpensive and uh i don't know which is a cool way to do it you know versus YouTube or things like that. So, um, yeah, definitely come a long way. Uh, you know, I remember being there in your in your parents' living room for episode one with our, you know, little kind of funny microphone and uh, lots of ums and uhs, but, you know, we made, we made it through. And like you said, I haven't been able to go to as many pockets as I would like over the, over the last couple of years, but, you know, it's still... It's still, uh, I still like to listen in and, and subscribe and all the all the platforms because uh, you have been there for all 123. So that's definitely something to be proud of. Thank you, Camo. And just thinking about the last couple of years, it's been, you know, it's been a good, a good experiment for me too. Uh, I've, I've used, you know, WordPress. I now I use Medium for the website. I use Twitter. I use Instagram. Now I use Red Circle to, to host myself for, for podcasting. Uh, we're on Spotify, we're on iTunes. It's a lot of things that, you know, if I were to do this by myself as Justin Thomas Wong, uh, probably wouldn't be able to do it. I am, yeah. I won't say I'm boring, but I don't think I'm interesting enough to 
cover a podcast or, or a website or an Instagram or whatever. But uh, with Just the West, it's been a platform that I've used to kind of dabble and experiment uh, with my creativity and just to put myself out there in, in, in a certain certain hat, certain lights. And it's been good for me. And I'm very happy. It's not like, it's not like Just the West is going to die anytime soon or anything. Like, don't get me wrong. But I'm just kind of <laughs> reflecting because the last time I felt this way and the last time I felt so taken aback was was in 2013 where you know at the lowest point of a Niners loss in the Super Bowl uh, something good came out of it you know yeah yeah for sure so so kind of getting back to to the kind of 2013 games I remember you know feeling kind of similar similar ways back then um to this one and actually you know I I, I was gonna ask you as well because People ask me here, you know, living in Seattle, you know, there's there's contingent Niners fans here, but largely we're in the minority for obvious reasons. You know, people have asked, oh, you know, how are you going to the game? And, like, honestly, you know, I watched the game, and maybe it would have been different had it been with, you know, close friends, other Niners fans. But, you know, I was at a buddy's house who's a Seahawks fan. It was kind of low-key, and, you know, I just watched it, and I felt, you know, it was... I felt obviously disappointed with the outcome, especially because we played so well for three quarters and kind of couldn't couldn't close the close the deal. So, but in the end, I you know coming reflecting from last year's four and twelve team, this year thirteen and three, such such progress in a short period of time. I already felt like we accomplished a lot, and so this loss. Well, hard. I feel like it did not hit me as hard as it did in 2013 when that team was, you know, I feel like just different in some ways. I don't, what are what are your thoughts, kind of comparing the two, you know, the two seasons? Uh, these right. If you want to do the whole glass half empty or half full ordeal, the half full part, to your point, is you know Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. They did this in their third year. Yeah. As Niners. Niners head coach, Niners general manager. They did it in their third year. And mind you, this was coming off a Jimmy Garoppolo ACL injury. This is coming off a 4-12 season. This is coming off the second overall pick in the NFL draft. Okay. Uh So for them to go from 4-12 to taking the number one seed in the NFC conference and to take that home field advantage and parlay that to the Super Bowl is incredible. Okay, that's that is great. That is something that I don't think any Niners homer would have expected. For the uh, half empty part, though, well, I don't know if you remember 2013, but you know Colin Kaepernick was an up and coming star in the uh-huh. same light as Russell Wilson. Uh-huh. The only difference is Russell Wilson did win a Super Bowl with his team, uh-huh. but uh, you know everyone was just saying, "Hey, Jim Harbaugh, that era." Is here to stay. Colin Kaepernick is only going to get better. They'll be, they'll be back before you know it. And then, you know, they they lose to the Seahawks in, in another tough one in the NFC Championship. Um, you know, they injuries happen, um, and then you know the final year with Jim Harbaugh, Patrick Willis, Navarro Bowman, Justin Smith, Ray McDonald. I mean, a whole flurry of shit happens, right? Mm-hmm. Chris Borland. Um, just a lot of shit happens, right? 
And I, I kind of referenced that point as to what happened last year, which was, you know, the Los Angeles Rams. You know, they just moved to L.A. And their team was was firing at all cylinders going to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, I, I thought that they had a really good chance to beat the Patriots with Jerry Goff, Todd Gurley, Sean McVay being, you know, the young up-and-comer for offenses. And they got stumped. Uh, they got completely outcoached, and I'm not saying Kyle Shannon got outcoached in this one because that wasn't the case. He was head and shoulders above the uh, the Chiefs for three quarters, at least. But yeah, they couldn't seal the deal, and the Rams did not make the playoffs uh, this past season. So, you know, I, I, I see the optimism. I think that there's more chances with the Niners because they got better salary cap space and you know their, their team is young and, and all that but you know nothing's ever promised nothing's ever promised for tomorrow they have the first overall actually no they don't they have their first round pick is the 31st overall pick and they don't have rounds two three and four they don't pick until uh-huh. the fifth round uh-huh. they got to pay their guys they got to pay kittle buckner armstead ward like they're all free agents so, I mean, you know, there, there's a couple things to consider uh, as we head into this offseason. So, you know, there's no guarantee of this happening. And that's what kind of uh, kind of gets me yeah. a little, little down for now. For now, a little yeah. bit down. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's going to, naturally, it's going to, seeing such progress and you see how John Lynch, Shanahan really listened and addressed the needs from even from last year and the year before, where they said, okay, we need to make, shore up our defense, we need to make key free agent signing acquisitions a priority, and they did. They signed D Ford. They signed, you know, they drafted Bosa number two overall. You know, they didn't, they didn't try to get cute and mess around with that. They, you know, um, you know, this, in, during the season, you know, they they recognized they needed Weapons. So they brought in um, Emmanuel Sanders, who became quickly became our number one. You know things like that. So when I see that, it's, it's reassuring because you know there was a time when Shanahan, you know, and last year, and Shanahan and um, Lynch were were being questioned. Oh, why did we sign them to seven year deals? And you know, and we're getting you know less than five hundred football to this year. Now they look like geniuses. You know, it's like. Now there's talks about, you know, doing extension and all that kind of stuff. So I think that, you know, it's it's going to sting for a little bit, but the future is definitely bright. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo kind of said the same thing right after the game where, you know, I know he doesn't show a ton of emotion, but again, the pieces are there. We're going to lose a couple guys, but we're probably going to gain a couple of really good players as well. But, but you know, the young guys you mentioned before, Kittle, Buckner, Armstead, they are our core in that we need to build around them. And if they do so, they'll be good for, for the next several years. Uh, well, wait and see, because uh, they got some hard decisions to make, just in the same capacity as the Rams, who are, you know, they, mm-hmm. they, they have a new defensive coordinator. They're trying to gear up for uh, another year of uh, NFC West contention. The Seahawks, they were in the playoffs, and mm-hmm. you know they still have Russell Wilson, who's a pretty damn good quarterback. They were thirteen and three. 
Now, um, you know, they, that was a very hard-fought 13-3 and record, but they're still yeah. more than capable. DK yeah. Metcalf, the rookie receiver, is going to look real good in his second year as a sophomore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, lastly, you know, you have the Cardinals, and you can, you know, it's just kind of weird because you can criticize them for drafting quarterbacks in back-to-back years with their first-round picks, but... You know, with Kyler Murray, they look like a pretty promising team. Uh, they may not be the best team in the NFC West, but I I look out for them. You know, they they play the Seahawks, the Niners. They they play them tough. Um, so I think they have a good core moving forward too. You know. Yeah, yeah. The NFC West this year was all in all great. You know, all the games are very competitive. And, you know, when you when you came up here to Seattle, we went to the Niners bar and watched the game. The Niners game against the, against the Cardinals when they were down, they came back. Like that was a great NFC tough game. Both games against the Seahawks going in overtime and coming down to the fourth quarter, they were great. You know, so it, it, it's just nice to see the NFC being so well represented because you know there are a lot of lean years there going back a few years where the NFC West was kind of looked down upon. Yeah, no, I, I would. I wholeheartedly agree with you. I think this past season, I met plenty of, of fans, not just with Niners, but also, you know, LA Rams. We did a tailgate earlier this year. Uh, like you mentioned before, went to Seattle, watched, a, watched a, a Niners-Cardinals game at Seattle in a Niners bar, met uh, the Niner faithful in Seattle. Uh, I've been to Arizona. I watched games over there this this past year. Actually, I watched the, uh, the Packers-Niners playoff game in Arizona for a conference, and that was pretty cool, too. Uh, shoot, I even had a friend, his name's Hung, Hung Trung, and he went to the Super Bowl this year in Miami, and he took a picture of the Just the West logo uh, live while he was at the stadium in Miami. So, I mean, it's been a pretty trippy season, though, Camo, just yeah. representation in the NFC West. Let me, let me ask you, Just the West, so you you ended up watching the, watching the Super Bowl with some close friends, right? Yeah, some homies. Uh, I uh, had the chance of either watching with real estate colleagues or uh, some bang bang Niner gang friends. You know, I, I, ch- I, yeah. cho- I chose the latter, and so now I was I was what pretty was, excited. What was, the, what was the attitude like throughout the course of the game? Just like touch, you know, obviously scoring plays, big defensive stops, you know, cheering and stuff, and then like what was it like once you know the the Chiefs came back, took a lead, and then. We re- didn't realize that the game was over. So everyone was feeling good for all three quarters, myself included. But at the same time, given my experience from t- 2013, I just said, you know, don't celebrate yet. Mm-hmm. Don't celebrate until it's zero, zero, zero. Mm-hmm. And even I had some some friends texting me, um, congrats. Who do you think yep. the Super Bowl MVP is going to be? Do you think it's going to be Bosa? Do you think it's going to be Garoppolo? I kept on telling people to shut the fuck up. Like, yep. shut the fuck up. I can't believe this shit because uh, I've seen this way too many times. Way too many times where just weird stuff happens in the Super Bowl. Uh, whether it be a third and 15 where Nick Bosa, in my opinion, was held by Eric Fisher. But 40-yard bomb to Tyreek Hill. And they would later score on that drive. Or some weird shit happens where on second and seven, Richard Sherman gets burnt on a corner route to Sammy Watkins to put them in the red zone. Um, There were a couple of false starts that weren't called by the Chiefs. 
Um, there is that offensive passing interference call right before the half by George Kittle. You could question Kyle Shanahan's um, non-use of the timeouts before the half. Um, there's a lot of things you can be upset about. And I'll just leave it at that. It's just weird things yeah. happen in football. Yeah, for sure. So. Oh, man. Yeah, that's one of those things. I'm sure it was very, very somber afterwards, a lot of questioning and, you know. And again, you know, the, the game itself, 11 point difference it, it didn't obviously feel like that the last touchdown was kind of in you know garbage time almost um it was really a four-point game you know it, it's it was just very disappointing that you know our defense which was so good this entire season you know aside from the uh you know the, the saints game where they racked up like you know 48 46 whatever it was you know we you I mean you'd have the numbers we held our, point, our opponents to what on average less than twenty per game? Am I right? Yep, pretty pretty good. Yeah. Yep, you're about right. So, so pretty pretty impressive. And then we were doing the same thing. Mahomes, you know, obviously the Chiefs' offense, the best in the league. But you know, and they had that early in the playoffs, that twenty four point comeback against the Texans. So, you know, if we're gonna lose to opponent, like at least lose to lose to opponent like this. So that's why I feel like twenty thirteen one hurt a little bit more. He's into freaking. Joe Flacco and you know and, and that that offense. So it's a uh, you know the the Chiefs are they're they're a good team and their their defense stepped up when they needed to as well. In regards to legacy, you make a good point about the Chiefs because Andy Reid he pretty much had the monkey on his back for for several years as the coach that couldn't yeah. win the big game. Great offensive mind, just couldn't manage the clock. Couldn't couldn't run the ball properly when they needed to, couldn't win the big game. And that sounds a little familiar now because now that monkey is off his shoulders. He's a Hall of Fame coach. You win the yeah. big game, you're, you're in the Hall of Fame, especially with that resume. And the Chiefs, they hadn't won a Super Bowl in nearly 50 years. So, yeah. you know, if there was a if there was a team that would outside the Niners or is outside the Rams, outside the NFC West, if there was a team that was deserving of it, I mean, yeah. Give it to the Chiefs. Give it to the Chiefs. Uh, Reed worked very hard for this moment. The Chiefs fans, that franchise, waited 50 years for this moment. So kudos to them, okay? But then conversely, that whole monkey, it goes from Reed, now it's on Shanahan because Shanahan has blown not one, but two of the most epic letdowns in Super Bowl history, you might argue. One being with the Falcons, twenty-eight to three, and one being with the Niners, twenty to ten. I know Kyle Shanahan is very young and he's got plenty of years ahead, but you don't know what is promised tomorrow. Okay, this is only his third year with the Niners, and you know maybe things do turn out for the better and he does respond. But it's hard to win in this league. It's really hard, and you know you you have. The model of the Patriots. You have, you know, some really franchise storied teams like the Steelers, the Saints. They're always consistently in the mix for the most part, the Packers. But, you know, these Niners, you know, it remains to be seen if they have the right stuff from both a coaching perspective and a ownership management perspective to, to keep that sort of 
good vibes going for for the next several years. I, I don't know because I felt that mm-hmm. same way about the Niners in 2013. So that's why I'm not quite ready to, to be as optimistic moving forward. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely true. Um, so, but, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you know, I think at this point... You know, I'm sure we'll do another, another pod when it gets closer, but, you know, now we're kind of turned. And the Combine's coming up pretty soon, I think later this month. And then, you know, before you know it, it'll be the, the NFL draft. Like you said, we have a first-round pick, and they don't pick again until the fifth round. I'm sure Shanahan, or Shanahan Lynch will get creative and, and, you know, try to move around and get some get some picks or whatever. But, um yeah, it'd be interesting to see kind of at this point, you know, where, where they want to do it. Obviously, the big point is now they got to pay their guys. You know, Kittle is is the number one tight end. I know Kelsey just won, but, you know, in terms of productivity, and I, I'd still take Kittle number one in the whole league. No bias. <laughs> no bias. I mean, okay. maybe a little bit, but still. Like, if you're – I'd say if you were going to pull, pull, you know, a bunch of NFL fans, they'd probably – Probably say the same thing outside of Kansas City. All right. Well, I do enjoy the process, and you know, with this sort of loss, it's been it's been several years since I felt this way. But it was a good reminder of why I I had that anecdote of why I started Just the West and why I I do this, just because you know, okay, well, you know me. I don't really watch TV. I uh, I work I work hard. I do real estate. I I listen to podcasts. You know, Michael Lombardi. Bill Simmons, Bill Barnwell. Um, I, I, you know, I listen to podcasts all the time. I read. I read Ted Nguyen, um, Matt Mayoko, uh, Robert Mays. I I, I I do a lot of stuff in regards to sports. And then the only time I really spend time to, to watch TV is, is sports. Like, is, is sports. Yeah. I don't really do Netflix. I don't really do movies. Um, I work and I, I cover and look into sports. So, I mean, that's that's something that's a part of me. And that's something that I'm going to continue to do. But, you know, it's it's a good moment like this just to kind of circle back and refresh in my mind and get ready for the, the upcoming offseason. Because, you know, it should be very intriguing, both with the Niners, the Rams, the Cardinals, the Seahawks. I mean, it's a very intriguing division to cover in the NFC West. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So, any other final thoughts, Kamo? I appreciate your time, man, because uh, since, since my other buddy T up, uh, respectfully declined the opportunity to, to hop on the pod. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you come in at a good time. So, um, yeah, no, I think it's been it's been great. You know, obviously, it's been cool seeing how much, you know, we're kind of treating this like, oh, this is the farewell pod, but it's definitely not the case. It's just, you know, I'm sure you're going to take a take a little bit of time off before, you know, getting, getting things ready for a, you know, getting some, uh, you know, draft kind of coverage and stuff for, for the pod. But uh, it's been it's been fun. It's been a great season. And again, like I said, this is probably one of the most, one of, one of the most fun NFC West seasons to watch in a long time. So um, yeah. I'm feeling a little optimistic. Um, I think it's, NFC West could be great again next year. And, um, you know, I, I, like, I like our odds to, to, to make, a, make, make a deep run again. Okay, well... Is the glass half empty or the glass half full? I guess we're going to find out. Camo, thank you so much for checking out and being a good co-host all these years. Uh, Once again, check out the pod wherever you can, whether it's on Spotify or iTunes. Also, check us out on Instagram at JustTheWest. 
Twitter at Just the West, and of course the blog www.justthewest.com. Uh, man. Until next time, we out here. Peace. Later.